You're on Global Chat Radio, the multicultural voice of Western Australia, streaming from Chuart Hill across the state and around the world. And in today's episode of our series on Burma, Kin is here to talk about some of the comparisons between Burma and Afghanistan. Welcome. Thank you, Tim. Also with Australia. Today I'm thinking of sharing my thoughts on different lives under three different systems, which are Australia, Burma and Afghanistan. Here in Australia, quite often we take for granted things like peace and safety. Of course there are some problems, but compared to the catastrophic situations created by people in power, these can be seen as minute what's happening here. I will come back to why I say about this. I marvel at the way people speak while watching Q&A on ABC where they air their views without having to worry about repercussions. We call our Prime Minister Skomo and criticize his recent trip between Canberra and Sydney for Father's Days to be with his family which seem very normal to say so here. But being a former Burmese citizen, I'm actually aware of what would happen to the persons who did that to those in power in my former country, Burma, and now, of course, in Afghanistan. They most certainly will be tortured and most of the time killed within a few hours. This type of act is done as a deterrent to others with similar leanings. So here, I'm really happy to say that we, we have free speech and we things we like, yeah. And shall we talk about the handlings of COVID-19? Here, we are all concerned one way or another. Will there be more infections? Was the lockdown effective? Will the health system cope? etc etc and also will some families be reunited if so when some argue that the vaccination rate is too little or too late or some do not want it at all and they went on for demonstrations for that we can form our own views knowing that the government is responsible for our safety to a large extent compare this to burma since the military took over on the 1st of February this year, 6 million doses acquired by the civilian government led by Aung San Suu Kyi earlier were sold off to Thailand, leaving the citizens vulnerable, and the quarantine centers prepared earlier were discarded. Health system collapsed as majority of the health staff joined CDM, which is Civil Disobedience Movement, and the military terrorist action was and still is arresting those who dare to join CDM, and in some instances killing the doctors who go about treating their patients in a private manner. The criminals in the prisons were released to make space for politicians, doctors, engineers, teachers, NLD members and sympathizers, etc., etc. Sometimes even children, like 13, 14 years old, were arrested. And several had died from COVID 
and other ailments on top of being tortured. We have heard of many people being taken in, say, in the afternoon about three, and by the next early morning, the families would be told that they have died from COVID and their bodies were burnt and the family could not see their loved ones at all. And the prisons, uh, as I've said in earlier segment, they are not so like here. Most are very dirty, overcrowded, with very little facilities to make these inmates feel subhuman and degraded. Some didn't even get to prison, as I was saying before. They were taken to detention center, tortured, and they died. Things are very bleak there. We have several friends here in Perth who have lost family members to COVID-19 in large numbers back in Burma within a few days. They are grieving and their family members, they are traumatized and very depressed. I give you an example. I have a, my niece told me that the husband's family, all seven of them contracted COVID and three of them died within a few days. One, one day after the first one and then a couple of days after the next one. And the, uh, his parents survived, but of course they have become very depressed. And when they spoke to them, you know, they would not be chatty like before. And I spoke to a, a few friends and some of my classmates had died within a few days of contracting COVID as well. So things are really bad over there. The trouble with uh, also people dying is that there have been so many bodies brought to the crematorium because there's not just enough time to bury them. Corpses were piling up. I spoke to a friend of mine. She and her husband and her husband's elder sister and elder brother living with them. And all of them were sick with COVID. And the sister died. The next day, their, uh, her brother died. And they were fortunate in a sense that they call up the people there who are helping volunteers who are collecting corpses from the houses. They call them up and then they were told that it's fortunate they call them up at that time. It was about 3, 3.50. So the corpses could be collected about 5, 5.30. And you have to know that because of curfew too, they could not do it after dark and all. So they just wrapped up with the blankets and whatever plastic sheet they could find and they were taken, the bodies were taken away. But three houses down the same lane, there were three members of the family dying at the same time and that happened about five. They called up those volunteers to pick up the bodies and they said, no, it's too late because they were so busy picking up from you know, within the suburbs and other suburbs and all. So they were told just to keep, wrap them up and keep them out on the road. And this has been happening all over. It sounds like the whole system is collapsing. Of and maybe that's a good time to reflect on the importance in the way that Mary Ambelina did 
of taking things a day at a time. Yes, yes, thank you. Just a woman Help me believe In what I could be And all that I am Show me So after that beautiful piece of music, Kin, tell us more. Yes, where I left off wasn't really a pleasant situation. About I was talking about corpses, you know, lying on the road, also piling up at a crematorium. And the wisdom of the military terrorists, you know, they plan to build six more crematoriums instead of treating the patients or looking after the public and all that. That six, six crematoriums to be built in Rangoon, and they, are, they were proud about that. They sh went on MRTV saying they are doing something, yet they are still stopping people turning up at the hospitals, and they, they would be checked with the fever and then the symptoms, and then when they felt that it's good, it would be surely COVID-19, they would be sent back home. This is uh, really bad for a lot of people. I have some friends who had saved all their lives. When their husband got really sick, she told me they got to that big hospital, but then of course they spent like almost half their life savings to be able to access. This is a government hospital. So things are not good. And vaccines, the earlier vaccines were sold off to Thailand for them to get some money. And now, of course, they are importing vaccines from China. And some could be almost expiring or expired already. And people are reluctant to do, try that, to take that. And of course, you still have to pay to get these vaccines. So how reliable are those vaccines? It's anyone's guess. And some would still say, oh, it's better than nothing, and they would go and get it. A few had died, though, 
but who's counting? The situation there is really hellish for many people. Coming about hellish country, I'm going to t- talk about Afghanistan. This is no doubt, especially for women and children there, the moment the Taliban take over, took over the country again, my immediate reaction was feeling so strongly for the women there. All the progress that had been made for the women and the girls were in vain now. Their lives and fate at the hand of a few men now. Their education and aspiration thrown away like trash now. I think like that and I felt really strongly for them. Are we going to be just pleased with the fact that Australia was able to get a few hundred people brought here? Remember how the TV on the TV we saw people trying to scramble onto the plane even when the doors been closed and even when it's starting to to run on the runway and they were still clinging to it. We saw thousands of people just staying there in the airport for a few days in the heat without water, without toilets, the children, the women, the men. Are we going to say that those who arrived here should be very grateful and happy? Of course they are very grateful for being here because this saved their lives, literally. They arrived here with only clothes they were wearing and some with only a small bag. That's all they could bring. Can you imagine being in their shoes? We have our fate in our hands to a certain extent here in Australia and I'll say to a sizable extent. But over there, your fate is in the hands of a few powerful people who decide for you. Before some of us complain about the taxpayers' money that will be spent on settling these new arrivals, let us think how we will benefit from having them here. It might seem flippant for me to be saying this, But please consider it as investment for those hard-thinking, astute people who would say only about money being spent here and there. These people will be very hard-working. They will have to survive with dignity for their children's sake, their family's sake. They will become carers, nurses, doctors, engineers, social workers, writers, shopkeepers, except they are not going to sit on their bum just to get handouts from the government. The possibilities are endless, and at the end of the day, we will be the ones who should be grateful for them being here. We will all be far richer because of this. I think that's some very good points you've made there, Kin, and you're right. We, we as the host country, Australians and people who now call Australia home, really don't fully appreciate what people coming here as refugees from any other country in this particular instance Afghanistan but we don't really appreciate the way that our own culture is enriched by what they have to offer. Yes Tim that's why I thought I'd bring this up. The possibilities of them contributing are endless and at the end of the day we will be the ones who should be grateful for the for them being here. We will all be far richer because of this. After preparing this, I thought of John Lennon's song, Imagined, because that really brings out the idea of 
being human and humane to other people. Yeah. Thank you to John Lennon and even more a big thank you to Ken for coming and sharing your thoughts with us today. Oh, that's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>